0: Your Money Today, Carolyn Wright takes a look at how investment planning should differ between men and women. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. I'm joined again by Stephanie Went, Managing Director and Head of Hong Kong at Endowis, to take a look at something the two of us can both relate to. And that's what women need to know about investing and how that differs to how men might plan. Thank you for joining me, Stephanie. Good morning. Let's kick off with what are some of the most important aspects women specifically should be considering about investment planning compared to men.
1: I mean, going back to the basics, we always talk about this. You should always think about your investment objective and your personal circumstances. And if we think about women, and again, in Hong Kong, I often see a lot of what I call super women juggling many different obligations, very successful career, as well as juggling family, not just your younger childcare, but also older parents. So different types of obligations and you're very busy right so managing your personal finances really sitting down every week to think about your investment plan personal finances probably is not the top on the list to do because you just so many obligations as your kids are crying school event birthday parties etc but i think these are actually really important things to really think about what are your different obligations for your own for your family, for your kids, for your parents, and for each of these obligations, do you have the right financial plan, um, investment portfolio to prepare of these for these obligations? And I think these are really important and we'll touch upon it later because first of all, we're, we're both ladies and it's math and science. We tend to live longer than men. So this is a more important topic than us. And there are also other considerations that, that we'll talk about later, I'm sure, on general, not trying to stereotype But we've seen in general, based on surveys and data, women tend to sort of be more conservative with their investment. But how do you wrap around the fact that we live longer, we actually need a bigger pot? So these are really important things. And the first step that we need to start in, in that journey is really listing down our different investment goals and then come up with the right plan to be able to achieve those goals.
0: There are still problems in this world with things like gender pay gaps. And of course, women, if they choose to take time off work to have children, they might have a, a gap in their CV or a gap in the time that they've been able to invest for. So, so how does these kind of gender pay gaps impact women's plans
1: in terms of investing for the future? Unfortunately, it is proven in government data and, and surveys that there, there is that gender gap and I think we are just talking about it um, investing is actually less about numbers but more about psychology and we've seen that um, sort of how much you have in terms of saving and how much you make directly correlates to your risk tolerance so if you have a less pot of money and we've seen because of this gender pay gap that women on, uh, on general and, and there are definitely other cases that women might sometimes be even more aggressive than men. But just because we've seen that sort of correlation between sort of how much you have, how much you make versus your risk tolerance in general, uh, women tend to be slightly more conservative in terms of their, their sort of planning, in terms of their investment styles. And I think that's really important to to recognize that there is this element of this quote-unquote psychology factor. And that's why I think it's it's important and it's firm, my firm in Dallas, we're all about promoting personal finance and helping people to raise awareness to think about these things. You might feel like, oh, I'm on track. But if you don't sit down and sort of do the math and scientifically tally the diff- what I talked about, different obligations, your different financial plans, you never really know whether you're on track, whether you have the right plan. And I'm sure we'll talk about we, we live longer these days uh, with medical advances. Do we really have enough in our pot? These are all really important questions that we need to think about.
0: Absolutely. So let's get into to that. You've talked a fair few times here about women living a bit longer than men. And in the past discussion, you came up with a figure of, of how many times your salary you should need to save for a decent retirement. But that was one figure for all people. Now, should women be thinking about having a little bit more because they will live longer? Or, or how should they be working this out?
1: So if we look at the stats, and I think I mentioned it because it's very close to heart. In general, women in general in Hong Kong um, live five years longer than men. And you think about your yearly expense and you times five it could be a number that's slightly shocking to you and you factor into inflation, right? So in terms of the framework, I'd say you don't have to deviate the framework. I think we talked about bucketing your money into different pockets, sort of always have that emergency fund and then another portfolio that's for more medium term. And then you have that portfolio for longer retirement, I think. And that's the one that's more important when we think about sort of we live longer, women preparing for their retirement pot. And as I talked about, on a general basis, women tend to be more conservative, but I think it's fine for the first two buckets, you can be more conservative. But for if it's a longer term investment, it's saving for when you live till you're in your 90s, you have longer time to ride out market volatilities. You can probably study and make sure you're comfortable, but think about maybe you can afford to take a little bit more risk in terms of that pocket of investment to sort of sustain um, your longer lifespan. So I think in terms of the framework, I wouldn't say you do drastic changes, but particularly for that longer-term retirement bucket, um, you probably have some sensitivities to think about how long that's going to be. Is it thirty years? Is it forty years? And maybe potentially factor in quote-unquote additional medical expenses right so it is that if, if you live longer that's the the third part is probably the part that you probably have to spend time to think more about
0: now you mentioned there and you've mentioned it a few times how women can be a bit more conservative a bit more risk averse and we like talking about the psychology here what are your top tips for kind of putting yourself a little bit more out of your comfort zone maybe and and just being a bit more adventurous and trying to step just a little bit more towards taking risks that might provide you with better returns longer term. So...
1: Interestingly, if we look at the data, despite women on average tend to be more conservative, but for those women who choose to invest, multiple surveys have proven that same results, that women investors actually on the longer term tend to outperform men. And I think we talked about this before because investing is really about psychology. If you trade in, trade out thinking you can beat the market, actually sometimes it's not the best strategy. And the fact that women are slightly... Quote unquote more risk averse, they're less likely to go in uh, and then go out uh, more frequently than men. From multiple surveys, we've seen that's actually why uh, women tend to tend to do better in terms of once they invest because they're more rational. On average, they tend to outperform men. But obviously, this is sort of on average. They're definitely. Uh, different cases. But I think going back to your question, women are actually good investors because we can manage our psychology, our our sort of not make irrational investment decisions. But how do we take the first step? And I think that's why we've been promoting um, scientific methods about bucketing your money, um, systematically allocating your money instead of being sort of murky and sort of uh, don't have a clear objective of exactly what your investment is for, then it can be daunting, right? Oh, if I if I make this investment, is it going to go up or down? But if you have very clear goals and you know what this investment is for and you know what this investment is supposed to do for you, then you have a goal to monitor it. And I think we talked about this. It's like dieting. If you don't have a goal, you don't really know where you are. You can't track your progress. But if you say, my goal is every month, month I lose say one pound and then every month you can monitor it and be like oh I'm on track so it's less daunting it's not like oh it, what exactly am I supposed to achieve but periodically you can sort of track your progress that's less daunting because you know exactly what, what you're supposed to do. So it's all about
0: having purpose and, and discipline effectively. Fantastic thank you so much for joining me again today Stephanie Yuan uh, Managing Director and Head of Hong Kong at Endowis.
1: Thank you Carolyn.